Sharkmouth is a band that describes themselves as three dudes who've been in a bunch of bands and are in a bunch of bands playing original music as an electric trio. And tonight, we are very happy to welcome those three dudes to the stage at the Phoenix Theater for this edition of On Stage with Jim and Tom. Absolutely. Please welcome to the program Joshua James Jackson, Kalei Yamanoha, and Lyndon Reed, the three dudes of Sharkmouth. Thanks for having us. These are three individuals that are involved in all sorts of different projects. Some of their, uh, some of the music they write themselves, some of the music they support their friends in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, these are three who, uh, for whom music is a very central thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, in regards to the musical project, and this is me quoting uh, you guys, these are songs of uh, intimate betrayal, anxious devastation, <laughs> psychedelic hedonism, desperation, and degeneration. Accurate. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, do you feel like you've emerged from that time in your life? Because you are the songwriter Definitely. of these songs, correct? Yeah. Yes, I am. Okay. And uh, I have. Yeah. This, uh, The source material for the EP that we have out, we yeah. did it. We performed a couple songs tonight yeah. that uh, aren't on it and yeah, have I different noticed. source material. But Some new stuff. It sounded good. Totally. Thanks, yeah. man. But uh, that old stuff is all from like a, a two-year period for me that was really uh, indulgent and shitty. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm definitely past that. I'm much happier now. Indulgent <laughs> because it was sort of misery loves company indulgent, like you felt bad and you just relished the bad feelings, or indulgent because maybe you were living in excess in some ways, or maybe a combination of the both. A combination of the both, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, living in excess and being really hedonistic and open to opportunity and weirdness led me to led me to lead, lead like living in the sort of hedonism that sucks you yeah. know and then it was like you know pull out of that <laughs> can and this is for the entire table uh can hedonism ever not suck though i feel like it's a always a road to destruction i think if you're really empath- empathetic and intentional with your hedonism and you're careful about your health over time so like you know if you're gonna go really hard and have a really weird time you make sure you're in a safe space you make sure you're not gonna hurt yeah. anybody you have the time to do it that it can be cathartic and useful. Oh, yes. I'm just a fan of, of, of committing to things, and i found that balance doesn't really exist in my life. So it's like if you're really going to commit to hedonism, I, oh, feel, I, feel, I feel like that's the road to destruction. Yeah, that's a bad idea. So you're, you're oh. a fan of like committing for a period with mm-hmm. the understanding oh, yeah, that at some point like you're going to get out. scheduling some hedonism. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Oh, but man. to me, that's not pure, but that's that's, not pure hedonism. That's a strong part of, of Western <laughs> civilization, for crying you look at You look at Greece, and you look at Rome, yeah. and you look at uh, the French courts uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, and ended, ended. <laughs> what? Yeah, though, right but it put us where we are now it brought right. us to where we are now weirdly yeah. in its own way uh, <laughs> the United States itself are you kidding me we are having one of the most hedonistic uh, uh, political moments in the history of this country right and now. many oh, people absolutely. say that we are an empire in decline 
Yeah, not to get too political. Well, yeah, well, yeah, hey. <laughs> but but I everything's got to fall sometime, Rome, right? Rome declined five or six times before it really disappeared. Anyway, I'm glad that you've come out of it. Yeah, and you, and you were just engaging. <laughs> you just wrote psychedelic hedonism, but uh, I'm sure there was all sorts of other. Uh, oh yeah, as well. and he oh, got yeah. a lot of great material out of it. I mean, yeah. with without that period, now that you're a happy guy, are you writing as much as you wrote uh, on the tail end of a, of a sad and tough experience? You know, I'm like really, really happy right now, yeah. so I am writing a lot because it's like. It is still extreme emotion, but like in between when I was like pretty happy, (laughs) not a lot coming out of me. Okay, so you you write when you're on your highs and your lows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get a lot of great, or a lot of material out of of the lowness, and anybody can jump in here. Uh, Did you learn any life lessons? I mean, because you survived. Oh, yeah. It didn't kill you. No, I didn't die. It probably felt like it was going to at certain points. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot about, um, you know, how much to protect yourself you know like i had i had been like a very open and like bare person you know very much like hard on your sleeve like why you know why be private about anything or why keep anything to yourself and i learned why yeah you know so i think i learned a lot about how to interact with people and in the world and sort of like being an adult human and taking care of yourself so uh I forget what the question was. Oh, just basically, <laughs> just basically, just basically, you know, you go through an experience that felt like at the time it could kill you. Yeah. And if there was anything to impart to the young listeners out there who are uh, going to be experiencing those times, right? Because perspective is something that comes from it. I think as long as you uh, keep your intentions like good and stay on your hustle, you know, like if uh, if if you are a person who like knows what you want and knows what it is that you want to do with your life, make sure that you're putting work into that. Or if you have a creative outlet or outlet. Make sure that you're putting work into that, and I think that eventually things get pretty cool, or at least you know, I, or I got lucky, but probably things get pretty cool for everybody <laughs> eventually. Yeah. So you guys, uh, all, do you all play music for money? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you, all, all three of you get paid in some way, shape, or form. Maybe mm-hmm. you're not completely making all your money from music, but you do. You're, you would like to do that, right? No, I've been do, uh, I've been doing it for four years. For four years, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've been doing it for almost Beautiful. two now. And occasionally, you you probably make some, but also support yeah, Lyndon, you're going out on the road here this week. It sounds yeah. like I try to make. It's, it's m- tough. It's yeah. very very tough. Yeah, it's hard. It is. Just like a freelancing photographer or a freelancing video guy or a girl. Um, I mean, it's to make money with your art is extremely extremely difficult. Yeah, you know, I I just uh, came back from a long tour that was mostly in the American South. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that I learned is that. Out there, there is a culture and infrastructure that supports uh, music, at least, and maybe more of the arts, but at least music as like a career. You know, I met a lot of people who uh, owned houses, who were raising families and just played an instrument and, and played in bands and did basically the same hustle that, you know, that the three of us do. Were they playing original bands or were they playing mostly copy? What were they doing? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of work out there that is like the, the, the covers work and stuff, but yeah. I was fortunate enough to meet a lot of people who were doing the same kind of, uh, folk America. I was on the road with Frankie Boots, you know, yeah, right. so it was like, uh, Bands analogous to that, you know, where it's a, 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 a singer songwriter yeah, and, right. and people backing them up. So, down in the South, were you guys getting paid enough to make the, the, the journey worthwhile? Oh, yeah. The Jan- oh. January is usually like one of the leanest months of the year, or especially around here and for anyone in yeah. the entertainment. I had to industry. save up for four months just for January. Right. And that's, that's a thing that we all know. So, like, that's, that was one of the impetuses for us leaving for the whole month. And, and why, if you had to summarize in a sentence or two, why is that? Why is January so slim? Because everybody parties their face 
saw from Halloween to New Year's. Yeah. And that's, so there's a bunch of work then. And then after that, everybody's tired. Nobody's, nobody wants to pay for entertainment. And full, for and just for, for context, Frankie Boots is a Sonoma County based band, which is kind of gaining traction and getting more and more popular outside the area. Yeah. You went on a tour that, how far out did it go? Uh, we went all the way to Key West, okay. um, and we were on the road for 35 days. We did 30 shows in 35 days, wow. and it was uh, it was just it was just Frank and I. It was like a duo trip. I was playing upright bass, and he was playing uh, acoustic guitar. Cool. And uh, yeah, but but uh, so I think there are places in the world where y- this isn't even a conversation that you have to have. It's not, and I think that uh, the West Coast is unique in its lack of support for the arts because like we don't have the infrastructure to tour for one thing you know there's like four major cities on the west coast and each of them are like eight hours apart which doesn't you know that doesn't compute very well for trying to tour and you can fill in with smaller markets and stuff but there's less money in smaller markets and you know less people yeah and the same distance or like the same time it would take you to drive from la to san francisco you can go across four like three to five states and then on the east coast yeah, right so like all yeah. over the east coast you know you drive an hour you drive two hours and you're in a different huge market so yeah. people do that out there so people so like the people who are hiring you are like oh you do this for a living i understand that i will pay you fairly because i have met people in my yeah. life who do this for a living and i understand that that's a thing whereas out here a lot of people you know you, you almost have to have a job you know clay and i are lucky that like we don't make any money any other way and you know Lyndon makes a, the, a big chunk of his money playing too and we're super lucky for that but there you know there's like the attitude around here is that that's not how it works and that's not what you're going to do so like and that hurts the pay structure coming from everything you know because people are assuming that you're doing something else so they can pay you less and there's less money coming in and less people are coming out less people are coming out but it's also hard just because it feels like life is built towards that not being a thing and what i mean is like if you um as you get older it's like maybe you want to have children Mm -hmm. that's going to take you away from it or maybe instead of writing a song you want to watch netflix Mm -hmm. on a smaller 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 scale Uh, i guess my question would be even if you're not feeling inspired, do you try to push through it or are you kind of of the mindset that it's going to pass when it's going to pass? I like to, I like to try to push through it personally. Um, like when I'm having writer's block or whatever, uh, I like to go out and street perform because uh, it, it's a way for me to like just play by myself and be in a weird environment out with people and cars everywhere and like I can, I can kind of like play a song that, I, or like improvise on something, and like what, whatever's going on around me influences what I'm doing and makes makes it fresh. I guess I find myself just being so busy that like whenever I feel like I have time to be creative in my own right, it's like oh, Joss, you know. <laughs> so like there's just such like a backlog, because like I, y- y- you know, I. I play a lot in a lot of bands, so there's just a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of, you know, I gotta make sure I know the tunes and like I'm rehearsed up and, you know, I gotta go to these rehearsals and do all this stuff. So I, like, I, I guess, I don't know. I don't have time to feel my writer's block when I have it, I guess. But you had to put yourself in a position to get there. Yeah, so I, I, this is very intentional. I d- definitely keep myself this busy because if I'm not this busy, I will stagnate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have, 
any words for someone who was a young Joshua, who is a young Joshua James Jackson, who maybe doesn't quite have the hustle that the current Joshua James Jackson has? Yeah, I'd say it's important to say yes a lot to gigs and playing music with people, even if you know, even if it's you're not sure it's what you want to be doing, or you're not sure if you want to do it, because eventually you'll be more sure what it is that you want to do. And the more people that you've played with, and the more people you know, the more people you'll play with, and the more yeah. people you'll know. Yeah. And <laughs> it's true. It, yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's a networking a gig. Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, make friends and play and don't let people tell you, young me, don't let people tell you that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Because if you think you should be doing what you're doing, you should, because you don't have enough time to listen to other people's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Because to the earlier point, it does kind of feel like when you don't have that conviction, which it sounds like you have that conviction, but when you didn't have that conviction, it can kind of feel like the world is wired against this life. Yeah. You can find yourself in and out of the JC for a long time thinking maybe you'll go back and get a business degree. <laughs> it's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it gets the darkest. Yeah. When it gets yeah. the darkest or the, the, the vision becomes the least clear is when you start reverting back to plans like that, which yeah. in your heart of hearts you probably don't want to do. Yeah. But, it, you, but you're basically being told by everybody else that that's what you want to do. Right. Yeah. If, if your backup plan doesn't sound that cool and you don't want to do it, just don't. You don't need yeah. a backup plan. I mean, you're not, you're probably not going to die. You know, I mean like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just focusing on your art probably won't kill you. You can be hungry for a long time. There's food to find food stamps are out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's <laughs> like, you just be, do, do, do your thing. Do you feel like your dedication to your craft got in the way of you being able to share love with another human being? <sighs> yeah, I think, I think that's, an, yeah, I think that's an issue that I've uh, struggled with. My whole life, because I kind of, I think I, I came online as like being interested in, in, in love and, and, and lust and sexuality and stuff at the same time that I found music, you know? So I think like from day one, that's been a struggle for me. It feels like it's difficult to find the balance, doesn't it? Yeah, because you just want to do both things all the time you know like if you're you know if you're in love you don't want to do anything but be yeah. with the person you're in love with and if you play music you don't want to do anything but play music all the time yeah. so like, and then know. if you do one or the other you're feeling like there's an incongruity right right yeah yeah, you, yeah. it's that's 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 one thing to uh try to find balance Just could you give me some advice balance. on that how do you how'd you how'd you figure your way out of that one and, or have you yet? Is it still a work in progress? I think stopping working helped a lot for me because, um, like, working working jobs and playing music is like, uh, for me at least, that uh, took everything. You know, like, because I, I was working, I was working with kids. You know, and that takes a lot of a lot of energy and a lot of like character. And you know, playing music is kind of the same. So you're on all the time. So. Um, trying to find space to love during that time of my life was very difficult because when I wasn't working or playing music, I was spent, you know? Taking out that extra element of something that, like, I really don't want to be putting effort into but am uh, has given me more space to uh, put effort and love where I want to put it and also uh, being able to find someone who gets that and who is also a creative person who and who understands how that process works you know, like that, that helps incredibly a lot. important. Yeah. It's incredible because, uh, for a lot of people, you know, if, if they're not really, you know, if, if, if something creative isn't a, a central force in their life, then they don't understand 
what it is you're doing with your time. And that, that makes sense to me, you know, it's because it's, it's you, how would you know if you didn't know, you know. Just and in, in the inverse way that you don't understand those things that are important to those people. Right, exactly. There, there, there are things that are interesting to them that are not creative things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I don't, those I don't may be very all. perplexing to you. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and I'm not trying to, I, I don't you're know how to say this. You're not passing judgment in my Yeah, opinion. no, 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 no. I re, and I really don't mean to because yeah. I think everybody d- should do their own thing and have a good time doing their own thing, but uh, I d- totally don't understand how you could do anything than what I do and be happy. <laughs> 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 to wrap up, does anybody at the table have any advice to give young Josh James Jackson if he's listening tonight? This can be anything that's worked for you in your own life or based on your knowledge of the child uh, you just think he could use. So any life lessons we want to give to Josh or anyone like him, um, feel free to put in. I think it's a nice conclusive little thing. This has been a great little like yeah. survival guide for young Josh James Jackson. Yeah. So if we I could hope just, he's listening. If we could <laughs> We could sh- we could s- spare ourselves a lot of uh, a lot of pain if you, if you would just listen to this podcast. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if he would just listen to it, we could yeah. save ourselves a lot of intimate to betrayal, anxious <laughs> devastation, desperation, and degeneration. But anyway, um, anybody have anything out there for young Josh James Jackson, the yeah. idealistic young Josh James Jackson? Be on time, work hard, party Be on time, party responsibly. Be a nice person. Not that you're not a nice person. You are. Thanks. One of my favorite people. Thanks, bud. You yeah. Thank you, Sharkmouth, for joining us tonight. Thank you, Tom. And uh, to the listeners out there, including our good friend, young Joshua James Jackson, <laughs> stick around because you are going to get to listen to your future project, Sharkmouth, who are going to play us a set in just a moment. So thank you so much for joining us, guys. Stick around and listen. And young Joshua Jackson, just be patient. That beard is going to work. <laughs> I'm ready to play He didn't quit it Or you and your folks Me and my folks
about things and by December I'll be gone. But for 30 days time, you can bet your ass that I'll be in bed with you at night. Something soothing about leaving your town 
Missing everything, you won't be around. Your whole life all rolled up in a brown leather bag. That blissful feeling, I hope you'll all have. Oh, I've got to go.